You're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. On today's episode, Professor Nick sits us down to discuss a new eclectic form of communication that arose with the birth of the internet, memes. He discusses how they came to be, what effects they have on society, and how they bring us all together. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Entertain This! Entertain this. Every week, your pauses get a little bit longer, Michael, and it worries me more and more. I really <laughs> think one of these days you're just not going to come in, and it's just going to be an awkward pause until someone just goes, oh, anyway, and that'll hurt my feelings. <laughs> we'll get there eventually, not for now. We'll, we need to establish like a through line for a few more episodes. <laughs> that means that now, from now on, every week, I'm going to be sitting here on just the edge of my seat, wondering if this is the week you finally pull it over on me, and that hurts. <laughs> I'm worried Suspense. now. You better watch out, motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the fifth episode of Entertain This. Guys, we're five episodes in. Five Isn't that deep. nuts? We made five it through a, death punch. We made mm-hmm. it through a complete rotation. And we did. So everyone's hosted once, and we've had one guest host, who was right. Chloe. Um, and now we're back at the beginning, back where we started at very, very first episode, episode one, and that means Nick, it's your week to host. Yeah. Thick Nick in the house. Thick Nick, <laughs> that boy, here he Two is. Two C's both ways. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's incredible. Why is this the first time I've heard that? Anyways, you're probably wondering what I'm going to talk about for the next hour, so uh, any guesses? Um, we know the answer. Do you? Do you remember? Yeah. I I feel yeah. like even if I were to say what we know, it's not going to be exactly right. Oh, no. There's no way in hell that I know everything this guy's about to talk about. No. Someone's walking in here I know for a with... fact that this is going to be a lot of information that I never knew. I mean, so one, <laughs> one of us is walking in here with six to seven pages of notes, and it's definitely not Alex or I. No. I have oh, a Wikipedia wait. page brought up, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I'm the guy. I'm the guy with the notes. He's <laughs> the guy with the plane. All right, so what what is the topic for today? It is memes. Yeah, you um, heard him right, folks. <laughs> Great, we've started off this podcast about memes absolutely perfectly, going off the fucking rails. Guess what? <laughs> We're a podcast that encapsulates everything fucking entertainment, and that if there's memes. one thing, if there's one thing that is universally entertaining at this point, it's memes. That is right. We're whoever's whoever's editing memes. this episode, I expect you to put like a heavy grain filter and just title this entire thing uh, Deep Fried Podcast. <laughs> God, that would have been a great name for the podcast. <laughs> hey, it's not too late. I can still change the name. No. <laughs> all right. No. I already have all the social media accounts all hooked up. <laughs> By the way, um, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Entertain This. No, sorry, at entertain underscore this. There you Thank go. Thank you. Yep, yep, that's it. Uh, we also that. are now up on YouTube, and we are completely caught up with every episode of Entertain This that's been released thus far, and this one will also go up. Hopefully, we will be uploading every Friday. We are now available on pretty much anywhere that you can stream, right, Nick? Uh, yeah, pretty much. There, there might be a couple that I'm missing, but we are available on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. I still don't know what Stitcher is. It's a podcasting service thing that everybody uses. Stitcher? I barely know her. <laughs> Got you. Very good. Speaking of, speaking of streaming, wrote. though, this last weekend, we got together on Twitch and streamed Nick's first ever D&D game. That's yeah. right. And yeah. hopefully we'll be up again this Saturday, streaming our second session of that same game. Oh, we're doing yeah. it again, yeah. Before okay. we do anything else, tell me, what did you think of D&D? D&D is a lot of fun. It, it seems like a seems like Skyrim, except you play it with your friends. Yeah, so it's yeah. like if Skyrim <laughs> Online had been any good at all. <laughs> Oof. Which it wasn't. Which, Nick, I want you to give like a quick overview of your character, because he's precious, and I love him. He's great. All right. What, a great what is first my character's character. name? It is uh, my, my character's name is Nicklean. 
he is a uh, alien type of person. I forgot the exact name for it, but what he is is a hunter, kind of loner type of guy who uh, hangs out in the grasslands. He's a hunter, and he uh, he's he's wanting to know more about the human society that is going on all around him. So it's it's the voice that brings it all together. If you wouldn't mind demonstrating the voice, mm-hmm. I know that I sure would voice. get a kick out of it. <laughs> I, I forgot oh. how to do the voice, honestly. Oh, come on, you precious oh. little bean. You can do it. We believe in you. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It was something along the like, hmm, yes, my name is Nicklian. <laughs> my name is Nicklian, yes. Yeah, he sounded really alien. Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't do his voice because it's bad. No, come on, bud. <laughs> it's already up on okay, Twitch. I will do the voice of Nicklian, the alien. <laughs> Nicklian, the alien. Kind of a mix between uh, the Martian guy from uh, Looney Tunes. Oh Oh my god, yeah, Marvin. Yeah, Yeah. Marvin, that's his name. How could I forget that? Marvin the Martian. Yeah. He's a great character. He's a lot of people's favorites, and I really don't understand why. My favorite role of his is the the referee in Space Jam. Oh, yes. (laughs) Very good. So right. anyway, sorry, Nick, we completely hijacked your episode <laughs> yeah. to talk about Space Jam, and that just wasn't cool. So let's no, get back was, to business. I was looking for a, uh, a good segue, and uh, I'm, I'm sure there's been Looney Tunes memes. Uh, oh, for sure. There's been a meme pretty much made out of everything at this point. So, um, so Nick, what, first off, what is a meme? Yeah, what is, is there a, a universal definition of a meme? Hey, you guys are getting the cart before the horse right now. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Oh, okay, it's all okay, within okay, the notes. Okay. Um, he has seven pages, guys. Seven, <laughs> it's so six and up. a half. We're being generous and it's double-spaced. Um, Why do you double-space your papers? So I can read it better. I mean, all it, right. it, hey, it reduces... Enough. You want to have a fight, Mr. Alex? No, I really don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't think there's ever been anything in the history of the world more influential or more widespread than the garden variety meme. Uh, my goal this episode isn't to spoon feed you more pop culture garbage or describe memes over sound, which will surely work out great. My goal is to perhaps entertain you and maybe get you thinking deeper about memes as more than just an image that makes you exhale sharply out of your nose and more of a mode of expression for the modern man or woman or non-binary person. Thank you. And just maybe you've maybe found a newfound appreciation of memes. When you look back on the recent history archives, it's hard to pick out anything that has such a wide-reaching impact. They're entertaining, they're funny, and in some cases, they are dangerous. In many ways, they are the way in which our generation has chosen to express ourselves. Uh, The boomers had Woodstock, the counterculture of the 60s, Gen X had MTV and rampant consumerism, and now our generation, the millennials, and those coming up, Gen Z, chose to express ourselves primarily through memes and the internet and social media to some extent, too. And it's not only to express our feelings and innermost emotions just for the hell of it, it's for the sake of entertaining one another. Entertain this. And the all-important buzzword, networking, what normal people might call building friendships. But whatever the case might be, I'd like you to sit back, relax, and entertain this discussion of memes. Wow. I love when you throw in the title of the podcast in there, because I honestly, sometimes, when I'm listening back on our podcast... Forget what our podcast is called. Yeah. It's a little plug. What is it called? It's called Entertain This. Entertain, Entertain My voice just cracked. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a And that's how you became a meme in an episode about a meme. <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry, Nick. You only have 50 more minutes straight of talking. <laughs> okay. I can do this. Now, I don't know if any of our dear listeners or you boys in the virtual room are aware, but it's relatively easy to access the internet nowadays. You don't have to tie up the phone line trying to access Google or AOL or Instant Messenger on your family's 56K modem. You just tap on your smartphone and away you go. You don't need any more than a few seconds to go online. And I would argue this is crucial for the development of memes. Now, as you may have guessed from the last episode, history is a huge part of my perspective on things. But I don't think we're all, I don't think we're all that stupid in the ways of the Internet, and I don't think it warrants an explanation. We don't need a full develop, uh, development of ARPANET or the development of the internet as a whole. Uh, it's just not important to this show. I'd love to do another episode on all that, but this is not the episode for that. So with that being said, we do have to start somewhere. 
so much of the story is based in the past and not just personally, but the wider cultural impacts of memes themselves. With the advent of broadband internet, you no longer had to rely on just text in order to tell a story or communicate. Images are becoming easier and easier to display and move around. And the uh, video cards and GPUs of the machines of the day are becoming better and better. But little did 10-year-old me know, I was about to log on for the first time and chat with a family member. And I thought it was so cool to send little emojis to a cousin half a million miles away. But before that, the internet came about. <laughs> yes. When, when was the first time that you guys logged on to the internet? Do you remember that first time? I remember it being AOL. I remember it being dial-up. And I distinctly right. remember the little man who ran, the little yellow man who ran on your little broadband mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. The running man, yep. For me, very much similar, but I remember the first time I ever got on was to go to cartoonnetwork.com <laughs> to go play the games that they had. Specifically, I think there was a Kids Next Door game mm -hmm. that they had that was amazing, and I loved it. Do you yeah. remember what the game was? Uh, it was where you got to create your own spy, your own little kid next door, Ooh. and you got to play through these uh, like various like five or six games they release like one every week. Uh, to coincide cool. with like an episode that was playing, yeah, it was really cool. I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was either Very that vaguely, but still, it was either that or I logged on to play Neopets. <laughs> Good answer. One of the two. <laughs> I think everyone played Neopets or Club Penguin or uh, there was another one that I can't remember. Webkins, remember those? Oh, my sisters were obsessed with those. Yeah, they're the off-brand Neopet. <laughs> I still know my Webkins login, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> I could log what, in right what now. Is it? I'm not going What's, to. I was going to say, what is it? Email and password. I'm not going to tell you the password, but I'll tell you the <laughs> username if you care. <laughs> Please. It's still uh, okay, nine-year-old Alex, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, so, 214football was my oh. username. Aww. Isn't that nice? Football player. Yeah, yeah that's like my uh, first ever email is MLS Tennis Man. <laughs> Incredible. At, at hotmail.com. We hilarious. are... We are separated souls, truly. <laughs> I can see Alex playing tennis nowadays and uh, Michael playing football. So weird how things worked out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was around 2005 for me. So if you want to put this in a in the numbers, nice, easy little year box, we can do that. But uh, I'm going to avoid the academic outlook on memes because that's kind of boring. <laughs> just so you're aware there are entire groups of people out there in serious academic institutions studying memes as we speak what and they're not just limited to the internet type either there's more of a, a focusing on ideas and archetypes within societies that uh spread um think of like a sociologist in a way okay. interesting okay. yeah i found that really cool um there's a whole bunch of stuff going on especially with the internet and social media how how ideas and certain uh, certain ways of thinking are spread throughout there. But um, it's interesting stuff. But again, we're here to talk about memes. Memes. <laughs> Dank memes. But here we are in the outro of the intro. So let's get back to the basics and the premise of this dang show before I get sidetracked even more. We have to get one more item of bullshit out of the way. What is a meme? Hey, we asked that. Yeah, now I'm going to answer it. I think I actually might know the definition of a meme. Oh, that's that's cool because that's what I'm about to read. But you do can you go know ahead why and... I think I know the definition <laughs> of a meme though? Why is that? Do you remember the game that you got me for Christmas? Yep, yep. What what do you meme? Exactly. It had the definition written on the side of it. I've read the Damn, definition a thousand son. times. Yeah. What is it? I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna paraphrase so you can read it later. I may there sound like an idiot, but here I go putting my neck on the line. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a piece of internet culture passed around um from person to person usually through email okay yeah that's how originally the first meme started actually uh is through email um but if i may quote merriam webster like Please all do. good discussions come out uh an amusing or interesting item such as a captioned picture or video or genre of items that is spread widely online especially through social media so there's nice. the there's a Merriam-Webster. You're pretty close, honestly. I was pretty close. Yeah. But much like genes, these are subject to small incremental changes or mutations that either A, make them funnier or more virulent, or B, stupider and more iterative mundane change that makes them less funny. This is a lot like the uh, Charles Dar Darwin's 
theory of evolution. Um, but if you don't think evolution is a concept, I'm going to ask you to leave because it is. Um, this is the path that all memes take. And whether some cases after they have died, they've gone out of style, sometimes they even come back and have a resurrection of sorts. Okay. But why the frick are memes so funny, even if they're the same thing every single time? Why is that? Why do you think? I think it's because as a society, as human beings, um, we find humor is, uh, is connected through shared experience. And these memes are so gosh darn relatable. I think that that's my personal theory. Yeah, there's no way of really knowing. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so like, like each one brings its own kind of unique flavor to the table of like what what makes it funny. So it's just kind of like, eh, eh, can't tell you. Hmm. Yeah, in the end, they all are images that make us uh, do one of these. Though the nose exhale, the <laughs> at least at very mm-hmm. least, right? You mean a, high a, quality. a, a chortle? A is that what that's called? Sometimes. It's it's a it's actually called a chortle. Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> Sounds like a, a some sort of a, a turtle type Pokemon. You're completely right. Like a certain Squirtle. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but as I mentioned before, we have to talk about the first internet memes. Uh, they started out on forums, which are which are, in my opinion, the laboratories of memes themselves. That's where they're created. That's where they're bred. And if we're using the evolution metaphor, these can be likened to Earth's oceans uh, millions and millions of years ago. Uh, There's all these bacteria swimming around. There's all these kind of crummy memes. It's like the news section on Reddit, which we'll get to in a minute. But it's if we're using it as a as a metaphor, the the early oceans of Earth are the mid '90s in Internet times, right around the time when your boy here was hatched. (laughs) It might be argued that. I was growing up with memes, even though I really wasn't aware of their existence until early 2010s or so. Nick, I got to pause you for a second. Are you claiming that you're not a mammal? Um, no. Reptile or bird? That's a tough one. I'm going to have to say reptile. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I'm down with it. We can say that. Um, (laughs) but yeah, that's, it's, it's a mid nineties, right? Uh, you guys are probably being hatched around the same time as well. Nick, I have to tell you, we both <laughs> experienced live birth. Based on what? You have you have pictures, huh? I have video. Yeah, me too. Mom, huh? <laughs> okay, keep going. Hey, so, quick quick joke here: two conspiracy theorists walk into a bar. You just think that's a coincidence? Nice. <laughs> you never let us down. You never let us down. I'm sorry. I read that the other day. But from there, memes evolved through email chains. I'm sure you can all remember the, the forward, 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 re, 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 FW, FW chains that has a single image buried at the bottom of it under lines and lines and lines of replies. Up until this point, nobody was really aware what to call these things. They were just chain emails at that point. Uh, it's not until 2005 when things like YouTube, things like Reddit and Facebook come into existence where you see this explosion in popularity. Because you didn't have to send an email to a friend. You could just send them a a Facebook post on their wall. Um, and I'm sure we've all been Rickrolled at one point or another, and that would not have been possible without YouTube. Uh, what, what do you think was the worst time that you've ever been Rickrolled, if you can recall? I actually got Rickrolled pretty recently, and I don't remember <laughs> what it was about. Oh, man. <laughs> See, God, this is I one can't. of those memes that has a resurrection of sorts, even years and years after its initial popularity. I remember getting rickrolled once um i think i was like maybe 13 or 14 i had just started playing minecraft (laughs) i had finally convinced my parents to let me play online like to let me like log into the multiplayer of it okay and there was a big treasure hunt event going on on this map that i was playing on hunger Games, and eventually it led you like around and back around and then um you ended up at this button and when you press the button it popped up a uh, a uh, a website. Yeah. And when you clicked on the website, it was like a big puzzle. And then you finished the big puzzle, and at the very end, Rick rolled. <laughs> Absolutely pissed. Yeah, mine was definitely not that involved. I think I actually no, I I remember now. Mine was because I saw a link. 
for new DLC for Sekiro, uh, the game uh, made by From Software, same people who made Dark Souls. Right. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time. So I, as soon as I saw DLC, I was just like, hell yeah, let me get in on that. I didn't know anything about this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Never going to give you up. And now it's stuck in everyone's head. <laughs> I like that song. I think it's pretty good. It's a banger. It is actually a good song. It it's slaps, a banger, as they say. Um, that song slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Which nobody has probably ever said about Rick Roll song uh, until now on this very podcast called Entertain This. Hey, Bill, you hear that Rick Roll song? It slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Two boring white guys in the office are just. <laughs> oh yeah, of course I know of Rick Astley. His music slaps. <laughs> no, that that white guy impression is getting very close to an Obama impression. Yeah, yeah it really is. I don't apologize either. That's whack. He used to be our president. You know that? What? <laughs> All right. Well, back to memes. <laughs> How do you segue from Obama to memes? I don't know. Thanks, Obama. The... Yeah, thanks, Obama. That was another great there one. There you go. That was nice. a meme. Nice hey, meme, Alex. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks Obama <laughs> thanks Obama he even did a Obama himself did a thanks Obama and that's how you knew we had a good president that's yeah. there oh have you heard the story of the thanks Obama subreddit no <laughs> so there was a that's thanks true. Obama subreddit where it was just memes of people doing a thanks Obama meme mm-hmm. and when Obama himself made a thanks Obama meme they posted that and then shut down the subreddit forever wow because there, there's like that's no as good this. as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hope that wasn't in your show notes because that story's pretty hype. It I hate to disappoint. It wasn't. That's okay. That means we have so much more to talk about. We should get to it. <laughs> the memes of Obama. They're just like, oh, close it down. We're done here. <laughs> it can't get better than this. He did it. But you mentioned a very interesting website just now, Michael. You remember what it was called? Uh, I believe I said... Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. Reddit. It's a personal favorite website of mine. Uh, oh, guys, the amount... we don't have a subreddit. We need to work on that. Yeah, you need to get on that. My ASAP. bad. I will. So I can shitpost memes all day. I think you need people to actually listen to your podcast to have a subreddit. Shut True. up, Michael. <laughs> Self-burn. Self-burn. <laughs> <laughs> but Reddit is a personal uh, favorite website of mine, and I'm sure you guys have been on it a couple times, too. Yeah, at least. At least, at least a couple times. Uh, the amount of content tailored to your every whim is something unparalleled by any other website, except for maybe Zuckbook. Uh, you know, he watches your every move and thinks you know what you want, and then he gives you more of that based on the Zuckbot algorithm to do it for you. Um, I hate Facebook. Uh, choosing, <laughs> choosing to subscribe to a subreddit or a, a subdomain of Reddit, uh, think, of, think of Reddit like a big newspaper. You can flip through all the pages and decide which links you'd like to see and which, which you don't. Those links that you don't like are like sections in the newspaper you don't like, and you can choose to remove those. For me, I don't care about sports. So with Reddit, I can just remove the sports page from my virtual newspaper. And that's all the way up to the point where it has earned its title, the quote unquote front page of the internet. Uh, this is where I view and where I see most, if not all the memes that uh, I come across on a daily basis. And I think it's a great thing to stay informed or even just entertained. It's all up to you what you want to make Reddit to be. It's it's custom tailored to you. I know I'm definitely a part of some weird communities on there. What's the weirdest <laughs> one? The weirdest one? Um, probably uh, raw denim. Hmm. Raw denim? Yep. What is that? <laughs> it's all about raw jeans. So it's like jeans made from unwashed uh, denim so that it fades and it has like a specific type of like stitching down the side to make it like all handcrafted looking. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. That's uh, pretty nice. That or uh, mechanical keyboards. Yeah, uh, I spend I spend way too much time on there. I'm on a subreddit called r slash r slash wish risk. That's hard to say. r slash wish risks. Hmm. And it's people who go on wish that buying app and they buy like the most outrageous thing they can for like five cent, and they show the advertisement, and then they show the real product, and it's hilarious. 
it is absolutely hilarious. Some of the things that people end up getting because they're like, oh, I paid a dollar for this light bulb. And then they get it and it's like in a thousand pieces and it's a light bulb puzzle and it has working electronics, but like will definitely oh kill you if you touch it. Wow. It's quite quite a banger. Nick, yeah, what's your favorite subreddit? My favorite subreddit? It, this is yeah. going to be a huge surprise. Um, it's nothing weird. It's just r slash dank memes. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> I am not surprised. It shouldn't be surprising. There's a, there's a couple other ones that I just can't think of right now, but that's that's easily at the top. Uh, Starter Packs is another high-quality subreddit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically just uh, images of stereotypes in a way, uh, but I really enjoy it. So. Yeah. It's a great little website, and if you don't have a Reddit, you should definitely go check it out, maybe. Um, but Definitely Reddit, do this thing, but only maybe. Yeah, only maybe. It's, it's completely <laughs> optional. Maybe it's mandatory. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one setting the rules here, Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Your, That's right. It's your episode, my man. <laughs> okay, you are exempt from getting a Reddit account, but just don't go on Zuckbook, because that's bad. Okay. Delete your Zuckbook right now. <laughs> Stop listening. Go delete your Zuck book. Come back. Then come back. There you go. Uh, but Reddit is a double-edged sword in a lot of ways, like like you might have just mentioned, Michael. Uh, it, because you imagine you have a perfect feed on Reddit. You get everything you want. All the memes are dank. Uh, all the stories are intriguing. Link after link is fire and 100 emoji with two underlines. Perfect in every way. <laughs> now you look up at the clock, and you realize it's 6 p.m., and you've wasted the entire day on Reddit. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. No. It should. <laughs> it should because I'm guilty of doing this. It's shrugging off all your personal responsibilities and chores and deadlines just to have one more link. Obviously, that's bad for any normal human being uh, because part of being a human means doing stuff and accomplishing things that need to be done. Take this through the stressors of college life and being a freshman and sophomore years and you've got a recipe for disaster. And you know you got it bad when you start to think in memes. I have no idea how I made it through those years being so unproductive. In many ways, I was shooting myself in the foot just to have one more little (laughs) snort out the nose there. (laughs) So I remember back when I had first started getting into memes, Reddit wasn't the place I went to. Yeah. There was a very popular app at the time. Do you know what it is? Cheeseburger? No. It was an app called iFunny. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys remember iFunny? Yeah. That's right. You weren't yeah. the only people on there. Real people used it, and I was one of them. Yeah. Ugh. And I used to spend hours on iFunny, and I used to try to make contact from iFunny and, like, try to make some sort of uh, little joke memes, and I wish I could find that old account so I could find what I thought was funny back then. But, man, iFunny was something else. Yeah, for me it was I heart or I I can has cheeseburger. I never posted oh there, uh, but it, it was a lot of cheeseburger cat memes and uh, the the reaction animals and rage comics with the fu face. You remember those? I do remember the old meme faces. <laughs> the my my stuff. introduction was Imger or Imager. Yep, like that thing. Ugh. That's that's strange to me because a lot of uh, images on Reddit are hosted on Imager. Yeah, well, Imager has their own sort of like gallery feed that you can open up and you can just scroll through all the different pictures. Yes, but that's only images. You don't get the mm-hmm. whole Ask Reddit threads or the uh, nope. AMAs. Yep. Huh, that's kind of like Reddit Lite, I guess, Imager. Yeah. Diet oh. Reddit. Diet Reddit. <laughs> A diuretic. Diet. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh but that's been echoed, I'm sure, throughout the ages with different people and different social media platforms. It's it's all down to preference, you know. Uh, for me, it might have been Reddit. For somebody else, it might have been Facebook. For somebody else, it might be Twitter. I never got on Twitter. Um, that just happens to be what people like to do. I looked at screenshots on, on Twitter, on Reddit, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but I never get on Twitter. So it's a bit of an aggregator in a way. So part of what makes memes so widespread, I think, is the usage of stereotypes, which is uh, yet another double-edged sword. On on one hand, this allows you to instantly connect with an image in front of you without having to read some sort of lengthy backstory uh, like Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, hey. Oops. 
It's like, uh, look, you look at a picture, you're like, this is scumbag ski- Steve. He does shitty things. And that's all there is to it. There's rarely any nuance because there doesn't have to be. The bad side is relying on these stereotypes and archetypes that can lead to unfair bias against certain groups of people. What I mean by this is, if you ever seen a, a dude that looks like Scumbag Steve, you automatically think, hey, this guy might be a tool. I'm going to steer clear of him. I know I've fallen victim to this. Um, it might not have been aware of it, but I can almost guarantee that I have. Uh, anyone that dresses up in a plaid cap is asking for the scumbag status, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> or anyone who wears a fedora. Yep. That's another Fedoras one. Fedoras have been ruined by memes. They have. They have. Uh, I, I thought they were a cool looking hat. I thought about buying one just for the meme of it so I can tip it at all the nice ladies out there, but... Um. <laughs> this really is your episode. You're you're living your moment in the sun right now. <laughs> I love it. It's true. If you guys want to buy me a fedora, my birthday is coming up in July, so... We'll get you a fedora. Oh, yeah. Drop, we'll make it that happen. is not even hard, and we will do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dropping hints for you. I kind of want to embroider Milady on on the bottom of it, yes, so that when you tip it, it, it says Milady on the inside. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> my neck beard, grow out my neck beard. That's Gross. what I should do next. It's the only thing I can grow. Leave me alone. Tell Natalie we say sorry. <laughs> sorry in advance. <laughs> Just I'm not in general, saying, I'm not saying you should never look at another meme ever again because they're bad. This is just food for thought the next time you judge a book by its cover, out there in the real world, whenever the world comes back into existence. The world is a series of shades of gray, and there's never usually a a good or bad side. Fifty shades of gray. There's another meme. Good Um, plug. Yep. Plug in a number of different ways. Wow. Good. (laughs) That's good. Again, uh, Michael, you catch that? No, I did not. I Plugs. was not paying attention for a split second. Plugs. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Plugs. You're caught up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that can summarize the entire podcast, and I die a happy man. <laughs> but as I mentioned before, there's an aspect of always having memes wherever you go. When was the last time in the past month that you left your house without your phone? Um... I don't. I panic if I walk out of the house without it. <laughs> It's true. It's a real problem because my car automatically hooks up to my phone now and starts playing my Spotify. Right. So if I get in my car and it's silent, I know something's wrong. (laughs) And I go back. Oh, shit. (laughs) See, my car counteracts it. It counteracts that by uh, automatically switching to the radio. If Mm. I don't have my phone on me, but it blasts it at like 100%. (laughs) Yeah, so you also know like something's bad. Something oh, yeah. bad is happening. <laughs> Something's bad is happening. There's not this uh, supercomputer in my pants nowadays. Um, but it's it's kind of a scary experience. When you when you reach down, you tap your pocket, you're like, oh, shit, I don't have something. I'm missing something. What is it? And you're like, oh, it's my phone. You, it's you, my you meme can, machine. It's my meme machine. <laughs> is that a little plug for Filthy Frank? No. Well, it is now. But Congratulations. Now is. There you go. <laughs> but how did that feel if you left your home your your home without your phone? Probably a little scary. Absolute panic, yeah. It's probably panic. It was probably anxiety times ten. because uh, it's a part of you nowadays. And uh it, it might be a problem, might not be. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. Uh but <laughs> maybe maybe you maybe you went a, a period without it. Maybe you put it upstairs and you were downstairs playing video games or doing whatever. But maybe you were attempted to uh, just sit and be in a place. You're getting your oil changed. You ever just tried to sit there without staring at a screen? No. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it's hard. It's it's hard and it sucks and it's boring, which is why you need to have the internet and memes to entertain yourself at all at all times during the day. Their memes are everywhere. They're uh, they're ubiquitous. They're all encompassing. They're hard to avoid. Um, I know I've passed many many long long minutes in between classes on college uh, just scrolling through memes or scrolling through my Twitter feed. Not Twitter. Again, I don't have a Twitter. But maybe it was, uh, it was <laughs> the Reddit feed. Him. He doesn't have one. Yeah, I don't have one, you guys. Stop looking. Um, <laughs> accessing these memes is frictionless. It is hard to find a good excuse not to look at your phone. This is why they're so popular and so widespread. widespread. 
because anyone can post a meme and look at them at any time. There's no set time like a TV show. It, they're always there, they're always new, and they're always with you, which I think is a really cool thing. But going back to how I was introduced to memes, I had a good friend in high school. His name was Kevin. Uh, Kevin, if you're listening, thank you. You've created a monster. Um, he introduced me to this site called MemeBase, or slash I Can Has Cheeseburger, whatever it was called back then. Um, it was my senior year of high school, and Lord knows I had nothing better to do in study hall. <laughs> the memes were hilarious back then. Uh, it was as simple as a small animal making a silly face like Grumpy Cat or a Sheba uh, with captions at the top and bottom. That's, that's all I needed back then. That's, that's how simple memes were. Um, can you, can you remember the first time you guys ever saw a meme? What was that like? It was definitely the troll face <laughs> <laughs> and it's embedded in my nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> but it was for sure the troll face. I love the troll face. Yeah. I really don't think my first time viewing a meme was such a momentous occasion that I still remember it. Mine was, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what meme it was, but I, uh, he kept sending me these screenshots of uh, pictures of memes through through email. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, you should go on MemeBase. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But eventually I caved and I, I checked out the website because I guess there was nothing better to do, like always. And uh, it, there were all these great memes on there. Um, there were a couple other bad ones, but uh, I can still remember the first time logging on there. And I was like, it must have been two hours uh, in high school, and I must have stayed up until at least ten, which is late for me at that time, and still is. But yeah, it still is. <laughs> but that was crazy. I never seen so many so much funny shit all in one place. But the times were simple. Memes back then were my way of making friends and reinforcing existing friendships. Think of a time uh, when you met someone for the first time, and the subject of uh, a meme you both looked at came up. From that point on, you have a point of common ground with this person. I'm pretty sure memes are what solidified our friendship. Our friendship? Like yours and mine, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I don't remember when exactly we first met. Uh, it might have been at a party at, uh, at a friend's house, and uh, I don't know what I said, but eventually we just started talking about memes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you do. That was our common ground. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of people's common ground. Memes are the great uniter in this case. We can talk about sometimes that aren't necessarily uniting uh, with memes, but it didn't matter if you were if you're rich or poor. If you both saw a meme and you both found it funny, you've got a foundation for a lifelong friendship, kind of like ours. Yeah, I agree. But now think of a meme that you shared with someone else. Uh, what what compelled you to share it? Um, I know that. Most of the time that I send memes, it's uh, it's in response to another meme. <laughs> so, like, someone sends me one, and then I just reply with one that I have. Yep. And that's kind of the only time that I think I send memes. So you communicate using memes most of the time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think I do, too. Um, are they GIF images? Is that what you typically communicate using? Um, no, usually it's like still capture like that but i have been known to communicate through gif yeah they're they're a way of communication i think it's uh it's either something you can both lol at or it's a way to communicate a common struggle sometimes right if you're uh if you're in a workplace and you're and your boss is being mean to you or something you'd be like oh my boss is such a you can send a meme like that it's it's a common struggle you can both unite people um, with a meme. <sighs> now, I might not have realized it back then, but the way people are using these memes as a vehicle of self-expression, uh, you don't need poetry or prose or songs or art to get a point across anymore. Sometimes all you need is a solid format and a proper spin to it, and you got yourself a meme. And not only that, but probably a dank one at that. Very well put. Very well put, Nick. <laughs> now, I mentioned before, it has to be a proper format. This is a common pitfall with new memers. They often don't quite get different formats or for different tones. If you post a dog on the uh, slash or cat subreddit, you'll be downloaded to hell. If you post a picture of Halo on Animal Crossing subreddit, it probably won't go over too well. It's all about... They're usually pretty nice there, but all right, I get your point. They're pretty nice. They'll still downvote you. I guarantee it. Yeah, probably. 
but you can't use a grumpy cat to express something happy. It just doesn't work. It has to be authentic, too, which is why so many large corporations have utterly failed to make a market to younger folks using memes. Young people today can sniff out an inauthentic meme from a mile away, and I'm sure that I can, too. Uh, but if a meme doesn't pass the smell test, if you don't think it's authentic, then you've already failed with the sales pitch. It's easy to paint a target on corporations' advertising, and it's super easy to hate them for literally any number of things. But let's not forget that what they have given us, some of the greatest ads of all time, the Geico Gecko, the Bud Knight, to name a few. People have taken these ads and ran with them in a way to laugh or point out the flaws in them. It's in many ways a cycle of content that's incredibly funny to watch. A person has an original idea to, uh, to, I don't know, create a meme. Sometimes it's not even a meme. Sometimes they don't purposely go out there with the purpose of creating a meme. They just become a meme. Uh, and then a, a news outlet or a corporation gets a hold of it, and then it amplifies. And it, that would have been impossible to achieve overnight. Um, what comes to mind during this case is something like the Harlem Shake, right? Oh, yeah. Because that thing was just a video that some guy posted, and all of a sudden, it got huge overnight. For no apparent reason whatsoever, other than a news corporation or a, a news outlet got a hold of it and amplified it from there. Yeah. That was huge. I remember doing it. I probably made a Harlem Shake video somewhere, and it's probably still out there on the internet today. I must have been in at yeah. least one. Yeah, you can probably think of it. Um, but it, it was it was huge for like, I don't know, a solid month or so, two months. Right. I don't know how long the popularity phase lasted, but it died pretty quick. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. One month everyone's doing the Harlem Shake, the next month they're on to doing the, doing the woe or the dab or whatever else number of uh, Fortnite dance moves out there. Pepsi effectively killed that meme, just like Harambe within a month Ooh. and no one was talking about the harm shake anymore that's the typical lifestyle like life cycle of a meme i think is the fast uptake the possible virality uh or an augmentation or death memes that do not adapt die all memes i die. think it's i think it's funny that you brought up harambe because that's kind of like our our hometown uh yeah. hot <laughs> meme that hit all three of us boys are cincinnati boys yeah yeah. yeah, that was a weird moment in time. Oh, yeah. That was, it was so weird because for a second, because like you said, memes just kind of take off and become viral. Right. But for a very short moment in time, the the world's eyes were on us and mm-hmm. it was because we shot a gorilla. Yep. Way to go, Cincinnati Zoo. You blew yeah, it. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> then they you had Fiona it. and everything was okay. Yeah. Yep. Everything was back to normal in the Cincinnati Zoo now, but I yep. will never forget Harambe. They okay. still should have put up a plaque. They should have. They should have. You know what? There's a statue outside of Jungle Gyms. You know that? Oh, there is. You're right. I yeah. do remember that. Jungle Gyms Eastgate. Go go check it out. Um, it's a little statue memorializing our, our Lord and Savior Harambe. <laughs> Lord and Savior. I don't know about that. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a great meme. Okay? He's a hot uh, meme. Was a hot meme. Now he's dead. Hot. Yeah. Memes die. It's okay. Animals die, Harambe dies, everything dies eventually. But, as I mentioned before, sometimes that is not permanent. Think of the uh, the Wednesday toad, right? Every Wednesday, every so often, the Wednesday toad will be posted. And sometimes it'll be a video of that, that one guy going, it is Wednesday, my dudes. And then it'll do, ah! Yep. <laughs> I still say my dude all the time. Right, because memes have had an impact on our lives. Right. Uh, there's no denying that. There's multiple iterations of the, the Wednesday Toad that have came and went throughout the years, but he always seems to keep coming back every Wednesday. Um, maybe that's partly nostalgia. Maybe that's just because the, the, the memers of the world have run out of ideas. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Sometimes memes just come back, and I, I think I really enjoy it. It's like, a, it's like a visit from an old friend. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's how I see it too. Or it's uh, it's like replaying an old PS2 game that you know is absolute garbage. Oh, you're so right. Parappa <laughs> the Rappa. God, NBA so Street right. Jam. Mm-hmm. That game is trash, probably. Yeah. And compared to modern games, that game is trash. But you still play it because it's still fun and it's entertaining. Yeah. 
Entertain yeah. this. That's the podcast. Hey, he did it. Nice. <laughs> Brought it all back around. Nice, nice, nice. We love it when that happens. <laughs> but whatever the case is, memes are here to stay for the foreseeable future. There's the amount of innovation, augmentation, adaptation to even existing memes is virtually unlimited. There's no shortage of ideas or ways to turn a mundane thing into some sort of meme. And even they exist outside of the internet itself. Think of how many inside jokes that you might have with your friends. Are these still memes? I'd argue yes. They aren't dispersed on the internet, but I still consider memes based on the fact that they're words or phrases or funny stories that we say over and over again that are adapted or repeated based on the audience around us, much like those, those funny little images that we see on the internet. Now, more recently, I've noticed that the usage of memes to communicate personal struggle or injustice in society... Uh, more often than not, these are usually Twitter screenshots, but that's beside the point. I still count them as memes. Um, it's not hard to find these. There's a certain degree of being quote unquote woke to notice what the point is that they're trying to get across. But once you make it, they might make you woke as well. Uh, you might've noticed there's a, there's a lot of political memes out there. There's, there's the divisive side of memes as opposed to the great uniter image that we were discussing before. There's also the, uh, the depression slash anxiety memes, which People are taking their own personal struggles and posting them on social media. They're expressing a struggle, and maybe it's just for the lols or for the likes, but regardless of whether or not they are, in fact, clinically diagnosed or not, frankly, it doesn't matter because everyone has a bad day, and you might resonate with you. Um, whether or not the image resonates, I think, is a huge factor in the success of memes. The, the flip side of this is political forces or bad actors using, um, using memes for evil purposes, like... Uh, Pepe the Frog. You guys know what Pepe the Frog is? Yeah, right? and I know what you're referring to, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yep. yes. Th this is one, this is what oh, I call yes. the dark side of memes. This is the Sith as opposed to the Jedi. <laughs> um, but meme, th this, this meme, this, this drawing of a frog isn't necessarily bad by itself. The creator didn't come out and say, hey, I'm a Nazi, this is a Nazi frog. It wasn't a Nazi frog to begin with. This is something that 4chan took and ran away with uh, in their typical fashion, which is highly offensive. Um, and in some cases, it's it's bad because alt-right groups, the far-right movement of um, of politics takes takes Pepe and they twisted him into being dressed up as a Nazi. And you see him posted everywhere, making racially bigoted or um, just hate speech in general. Um, this is probably a bad thing, you know, Uh it is, yeah. Racism is bad. This, yeah, is. I was gonna say I'm pretty For, pretty confident that like being a Nazi is not a good thing. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> Nazis are bad. We all know it. It's bad. An official statement from the boys <laughs> that entertain this: also Nazis bad. <laughs> bad. We don't like them. Also <laughs> bad. bad. Equally bad. Not equally bad. You could make that argument. Nazis are worse. I mean, that is neither here nor there, as they say. Um. Do, 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 do. Pepe is a meme, and like all memes, he can be altered to whatever message the poster is trying to get across. Like, like all things, Pepe is neither good or bad. Um, but the usage of these things is what always makes it good or bad. Um, there's also a discussion to be had about copyright. How did the original creators get uh, get credit for their for their creations? Um, on the internet, it's often pretty hard to even trace the original poster down because as soon as a meme comes onto the market, everybody knows about it and everybody makes their own version of it. And it's hard to figure out the exact point of initiation, as it were, um, with, with particular memes or drawings even too. Um, there's just a lot of, of copyright shit going around and uh, sometimes that's a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> that's boring shit though. I didn't come here to talk about copyright. Can we talk about shit. them dank memes? Dank right. memes. And there's also a uh, an argument to be to be made here about the quote unquote remix culture. Um, I'm sure that uh, our musical guests in the future will be able to comment on this a whole lot more. But it's the idea of taking an original uh, sound or drawing or meme and remixing it. Um. Whether or not that's a problem, I'm really not sure, but I think it's it's a thing that's definitely happening, and we all have to be kind of 
aware of this because it's a thing. Remix culture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's just about like making something from someone else's creation and not giving them credit and changing it just enough or like putting it in a different light so that it no longer reflects the message that the creator made. Right. That's kind of the idea. Yeah, that's the idea behind remix culture, but I think it's more of a of um, if you can imagine a, a your grandpa or your grandma or an elder figure in your life being like, "Oh, these kids have never created anything from scratch." That's how mm-hmm. I kind of see it. Um, okay, that's the way I see remix culture. There might be an actual definition out there. I don't have it written down, um, but that's that's kind of what it is in a nutshell in my brain. But uh, in closing. We finally made it to the closing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank you all for listening to me ramble for a while about a subject that's very near and dear to my heart. A lifelong friend that you can always rely on, a way to pass time, a way to have a laugh, or a way to get entertainment. However you see these funny images, just remember all the stuff that we just talked about, and I hope from here on out that you enjoy them even more. And I hope I've instilled in you a newfound appreciation of memes. And I thank you for entertaining this. Well mm. done. Very, Very well, well done. done. I'm glad that you got this topic because you know the most about it. I don't know about that. In the three of us. Between the three of us. I mean, you are the meme king. And the meme lord. Lord, lord meme. That is <laughs> you. Lord meme. meme. <laughs> <laughs> Self-proclaimed meme lord. Um, anyone that's talked to me can certainly back that statement up. Oh, yeah. Uh, or if they just follow you on your... Um, drawling Instagram account. That's where at you make, nice drawing Nick. Hit me up. Follow me. Little plug for you there. Yeah. Uh, it's a place where you create your own memes and your own remix of past memes. Yeah, it's just me uh, trying to draw memes shittily in my own kind of way, and I I do it. I enjoy it. Uh, if you want to give me a follow and check it out, I'd really appreciate it. I really enjoy it as well. Yeah. All right. Well, um, last week I hosted, so do you guys know what that means? I believe that means that you've got this week's Quick This. That is right, and I'm talking about a movie that I really enjoyed and that I feel is a very important movie right now. Technically, it came out in 2019, so keep that in mind. Uh, But I only recently watched it, and I really enjoyed it. And the movie is called uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Are either of you familiar with it? No, and that does not even sound like a real movie name. Yeah, Excellent. sounds like something that goes with Joey. I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon is a movie, uh, and it, it's an adventure story that is set in the world of a modern Mark Twain. Hmm. That's the way that it's described, at least on IMDb. Um, All right, I can get down with it. It begins with Zach, who is a... 22-year-old, played by Zach Gottsagen. Uh, The young man has Down syndrome and runs away from the nursing home where he lives to chase his dreams of becoming a professional wrestler by attending a wrestling school, the Saltwater Redneck. Mm. Hmm. So that's kind of where we start off, uh, is that this young man with Down syndrome, he breaks out of the nursing home where he's staying because that often happens with um, people who are older and don't have people taking care of them and have Down syndrome. They are often put in nursing homes. And he dreams of becoming a professional wrestler. Now, this this kind of happens as a, an A-B plot kind of buddy movie. Um, and the other person in it is Shia LaBeouf. Mm. Okay, yeah. Sounds plays, very much like a Shia LaBeouf type of movie. Yeah. You'd think that, but watching it, I think that you'd think very differently. Um, because he plays a character named Tyler. And uh, Tyler is a small-time outlaw on the run um, after causing some trouble uh, back at this um, fishing netting company that he works at. Um, He basically is running away from these three thugs this entire movie. And while he's on the run, he runs into Zach, who is trying to get to this wrestling camp. And he promises Zach, or no, he, yeah, he promises Zach to get him to this wrestling camp. Um, camp 
that Zach's been watching on this old VHS tape back at the nursing home. Gotcha. Hmm. So together they uh, wind through deltas, elude, capture, drink whiskey, find God, catch fish, and convince Eleanor, a kind nursing home employee uh, with a story of her own, to join them on their journey. So the movies... Yeah, so there are three people who are involved. It is Shia LaBeouf playing an outlaw who's running away from guys who want to kill him. Um, Zach, who's played, again, by Zach Gottsagan, who is an actor who is diagnosed with Down syndrome. And from what I know, this is one of the first movies uh, to have somebody with Down syndrome as a leading man. And it's incredible, the work that Mm. he does. It's one of the main reasons why I would suggest seeing it is just because he does such a great job in the movie. Um, The original budget of the movie was $6,200,000 and its gross uh, worldwide, uh, its worldwide cumulative gross was $22,783,982. So it ended up like almost, it ended up almost quadrupling. It's uh, original budget, which is incredible and shows that there is audience for this and people do want to see this. Yeah. But I think that the, for the novelty of it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a Mark Twain style modern day adventure movie. I mean, who doesn't love that? You know? Yeah. It's a novel concept. I like it. But I mean, I think Zach does a wonderful job. He ad libbed a bunch of lines. Like there's one line that he does. um, And Tyler's laying down these like, rules of them hanging out and he's like rule one is uh like you stay quiet rule two is you don't ask me too many questions rule three is blah 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 blah. and he goes now what's rule one and zach ad-libbed the line he said party he's like no rule one is not party (laughs) and the entire time like zach's inviting people to his birthday party and like telling people that they're not allowed to come to his birthday party and he's ad-libbing a bunch of these really awesome lines that he just like comes up with off the cuff and Zach Gottsagen, who again is the actor, um, he has this really awesome relationship with Shia LaBeouf now, um, because of the movie that they starred in. And if you guys know anything about Shia LaBeouf before he was kind of losing his mind, he, he's, he's the do it guy. He's the do it guy. He had become, uh, an alcoholic. He admitted, Oof. um, but, he also meeting. became a bit of a meme. He did. You're right. That's right. I, I was waiting for it, too. I was like, he's also, you know, a meme. It also <laughs> has Dakota Johnson in it, who I believe was in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. So, another meme, meme for you. Look at that. Um, but this relationship that Shia LaBeouf and Zach had, um, Shia LaBeouf says that Zach helped him out of this depression and helped him, like, uh kind of quit alcohol and become a better person. And like Shia LaBeouf is on the up and up now because of this movie that he decided to do. And because he just found a hero, he found a hero, basically Zach is his hero. And I think that it's absolutely amazing and breathtaking seeing them together on the screen because I mean, they're brothers now. It's that is really cool. It's so cool. And there was an award show where they asked Shia LaBeouf to hand out an award. And he said that he would only do it if he could also bring Zach up on stage. I don't remember the exact award show and I don't remember the exact award, but now Zach has gotten the opportunity to star in this movie and also hand out an award at an award show, which is awesome. Um, All in all, it's a great movie. I think the actors do a wonderful job. Uh, It was directed by uh, Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz. So got some big names on it. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. Find a way to rent it. Find a way to stream it. Try not to torrent it. But if you do it, I'm not going to tell. Just go see this movie. It's awesome. Can we get that movie title one more time? It is called Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon. Which is the name of Zach's wrestling... um, It's it's his wrestling persona. He calls himself the Peanut Butter Falcon. Like The Undertaker (laughs) or The Big Show. Exactly. Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm not going right. to spoil a single thing about this, but it comes into play. And it is incredible. Yeah. Well, also because you don't have time. 
I haven't been keeping track of my time. I hope someone else has been. Nope, I haven't either. <laughs> Hopefully that was five minutes. I hope it was seven. Hey. I hope it was long. I enjoy talking about it, and I honestly would go into an entire episode going into detail about the making of it, but I needed a quick this this week, so I went with it. Quick this. Quick this. Quick this. All right. Well, that's yep. our episode. <laughs> I think. That's Another one in the books. That's it. Number five down. Guess what? Next week, Michael, you'll be hosting. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> you know what you're going to do it on? Nope. Excellent. I can't wait to find out. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> See you guys next week. This episode of Entertain This was produced by Nick Mustakangas with commentary from Michael Savoya and Alex Steele. Our theme music is Rush Bubble by Aaron Spencer. Tune in every Friday for new episodes. Thanks for listening.